Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Time Out Tuesdays at 10, and it is Tuesday, and we're coming at you at around 10 p.m. Sorry I didn't have time to um, upload an episode last week. Uh, things were getting really hectic. Um, I had a lot of things going on, and I just didn't have time to sit down and record, so I'm really sorry. But we're back. We're here. We didn't go anywhere. We're still here. Um, and so today we're going to be talking about some fun stuff. I, had, I have a lot of fun stories to share. Um, but before we get into that, I wanted to mention that Time Out Tuesdays at 10 is now officially streaming on Apple Podcasts. Yay, like finally. Um, I'm so glad I finally got it to be to be streaming. My God, I can't speak today. Um, it's finally streaming on Apple Podcasts. I'm really excited and very happy. So you can check out this podcast now on Apple Podcasts. How many times did I say podcast? A gajillion. Wow, get it together, Sarah. So yeah, um, let's get into this week's episode. Today we're going to be talking about Model UN. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with this very famous extracurricular activity that most schools offer now. I believe most schools offer this now because it's pretty popular amongst high school students and it's a great way to like boost up your resume and learn a lot of skills. Um, so we're going to be talking about... I guess my experience with Model UN, I have a very, um, very long, not complex, okay, I'm, I have a very interesting relationship with Model UN, uh, so let's start from the beginning. It was 8th grade when I first started, um, this, the, the school, my school had just, um, started up this student-run, um, club. Um, it was actually my brother who started the club at our school. Um, very proud of him. He started it all on his own with a few of his other classmates, and he was like the the president of the club. I think he was in tenth grade at the time, and I was in eighth grade. Um, and so I remember, I was okay. I was horrible. <laughs> Let's be frank. I was horrible at public speaking. And I was so shy to talk in front of an audience of more than, like, two people because presentations really weren't my thing. I was really bad at expressing my thoughts and stuff on the spot without having it all explicitly written down um, on a piece of paper right in front of me. And that everything of that sort just really stressed me out. So, um really this this club was a great way for me to sort of like kick that habit and kind of grow and come out of my come out of my um shyness bubble a little bit and upon reflection I feel like I did like I did grow a lot of confidence thanks to this club and this activity and just being immersed in like um a very proactive and like debate um, environment, if you will, and just being, like, just having that opportunity to speak in front of, like, massive crowds, and, you know, like, like, each step, like, the first time was hard, and the second time, it was less hard, and then, then, like, each time, it just kept getting easier and easier, um, but I think one experience that will really, really stuck with me throughout my years was actually at my very first Model UN conference, so, Let's set the scene. Uh, I was, again, right, I was in eighth grade. I mentioned that like 10 times already. 
And I was at this、uh, local, like, inter school organized conference. And it was all high school students. And it, was at, at,、um, it took place at a school just outside of Paris. So it wasn't like in the city, it was just, out, just outside. It was an English speaking school, which is great because English is awesome.、Um, so. I was placed in like this.、Um, I, was, I was in like the economics and finance committee, I think. I don't really remember. But it was really fun. Like, I, I enjoyed the, the, the conversations that we had as a, as a, a committee. <laughs> but it, it wasn't until the General Assembly when all the committees were together. Oh, I should just preface it by saying that each Model UN conference is always organized like, differently. Like, I've always noticed something different each time. It's not always like, organized in the exact same fashion. Like, committees are kind of different. But the whole like, procedure is more or less the same. Like, everyone follows parliamentary procedure, it's pretty standard. But there are a few like, differences here and there. So, the way it worked in my first conference was that. I was in a committee, but then on the last day of the conference, we had a general assembly with everyone. And so at the general assembly, it was the last day, right before the closing ceremony,、um, there was, I think, something was going on about、uh, a clause wanting to be removed from the final resolution. And for some reason, I had like a problem with it because it just seemed off to me, but not as like a country. I don't think my country. That I was representing really would have had a problem with it. It was just like me personally, I had a weird problem <laughs> with this guy wanting to remove clause 5.2. I don't even remember. I honestly don't remember. But what I do remember is is that when I wanted to ask a question、um, to the person who was defending their proposition、um, to remove something from the resolution, my question was so stupid. I even remember the question. It was, about, it was something to do with like, artifacts. And I said,、um, What if the artifacts are destroyed? Because the, the clause、um, involved like, protecting cultural artifacts from whatever circumstance. And I just asked, What if they're destroyed? And then the guy just replied, like, Oh, well, then it's irrelevant. And then the entire hall. Laughed at me. <laughs> like, I, it wasn't even like a subtle like, chuckle, it was like a laugh, like really loud.、Um, and I was so embarrassed, I wanted to cry. <laughs> it was really, really hard because just imagine having a full auditorium of peppy teenagers who have huge egos just laughing at you because you asked a question. That just really wasn't relevant. And in my head, I was like, oh God, why did I do that? And I was so embarrassed. I was just like, like I said, I wanted to cry. Like, that was horrible for me because that kind of like took a, took a hit at my confidence. <laughs> But yeah, I think after that, after that、uh, whole thing happened, I, I was so determined to just like really think before I speak and speak with confidence and not take bleep or. BS from anyone because, like, I don't know, in, in the moment it just felt right to ask that question.、Um, and I did. So I just I feel like I've learned, moral of the story, I've learned that,、um, you know, think before you speak and speak with confidence. And I was able to apply that to the next conference I was in,、um, which brings us to conference number two. So I, I think in total I've been to about nine 
MUN conferences, I really, I don't, I always forget the number. It's like between eight and nine. Um, but yeah, um, do I really have to tell you about the second one? I don't know. It wasn't really that eventful. I was representing Switzerland. Um, oh, something funny happened at that conference. It was in Spain. It was in Valencia. And literally, like, five minutes into um, the session, in this case, it was just a general assembly with everyone all together. There were no, like, committees. It was just a huge general assembly with everyone because there weren't that many students. So they just had a big general assembly. And one of the chairs wanted to close the debate five minutes in. <laughs> like, I, I think he, he pronounced, like, the wrong sentence that they need that the chair needs to say. Like, he was about to, like, close the debate after five minutes, and it was, like, the first day. And we were like, what? So point of inquiry or point of order. Man, I can't remember everything. I don't remember all the points and orders and everything. But, yeah, that was really funny. I think that was the one thing that I actually remember because that conference was actually kind of boring. Yeah, I don't even remember what it was about. But anyway, it was kind of fun. I spoke a few times. Um, one of my clauses that I went up to propose in the final resolution got passed. So that was fun. Um, but yeah. And then I went to, oh, I went, the first big, big conference that I went to, that was actually like overseas. It was the Ivy League MUN Philadelphia that was taking place at UPenn. It was really fun. Um, in my so in my cohort, uh, like the group of us, we had a new MUN leader or like president of the club because my brother was in twelfth grade and we have a rule at our school saying that um, if you're an IB two because of it because it's so demanding and there's so much like coursework you need to complete, um, you can't be part of you know, a conference that year, which kind of sucks, but I get it. Um, so we had a new MUN leader. Uh, he was very competent. He was a great leader, um, very smart, and he scored us this um, this conference. Um, I think it was because, like, the, the previous year, one that I, I wasn't able to go to, they went to the Harvard Ivy League MUN. So I think they were going to go to this one. We would have gone to that one, but maybe we just wanted, like, a change and go to a different Ivy League. <laughs> I don't know, but it was really fun. And so it was about, I think, 10 of us or, yeah, something around, yeah, I think it was 10 of us. But um, me and my best friend, we were, like, the only two girls there. <laughs> um, and we were in the Eco fin e Economics and Finance Committee again. Um, I had no problem with it. It was kind of fun. Um, and then, like, the rest of them, they were all boys, and we, I don't know, it was kind of a weird, um, an atmosphere, <laughs> atmosphere, I think that's the right word, um, because, like, they didn't really want to talk to us, and we didn't, we didn't really want to talk to them, so we just kind of, like, stuck together, which was no problem, we had a really great time, and we were kind of hanging out with one of our female, the, the female teacher advisor, and she was obsessed with, like, taking pictures of the city, and, eating food and she was basically like our tour guide I think she was American yeah she seemed very familiar with everything <laughs> so yeah it was it was all 10 of us and we traveled overseas um it was really fun and we had a good time <laughs> I don't know I don't have many negative things to say about that one but um oh well since this was one of like the big like the big conferences like one of the big boys you feel like a little fish in like the ocean 
and we were a double delegation, me and my best friend. We were in the same committee. We were the double delegation, and we worked really hard on our position papers. So, oh, let me just explain. So, if you don't really know what a position paper is, it's essentially what you send to um, the chair of your committee um, on where your your country stands on the issue that will be discussed. So we wrote two of them since there were two topics that we were uh, going to be debating on. Um, one was, I think, the refugee crisis. I don't remember. It was very interesting, though. And then the other was landlocked countries. Um, and we didn't have, we, you know what, in the end, we didn't even have time to get to the second topic because, I don't know, we, there was so much to say about the first one. So um, we didn't get to really like talk much about uh, landlocked countries, but that was okay. Um, and so, okay, as I was saying, because this was a big conference, we kind of felt like we were drowning in the crowd because... Um, our country really didn't have, like, a lot to say about the situation. We did have, like, a bit to say. Like, don't get, like we had some things to say, but we didn't have a lot we could contribute in terms of, um, like, massive changes. And, you know, because you ha- you're representing, like, a country and you're representing, like, their economic stance and everything. So our country just really didn't have, like, a lot of resources, but we had a lot of good ideas. Um, and so we were kind of part of, like, the main, like, block, because there, there are different blocks that you form with other delegations, but we were, like, we were the U.S., we were with Canada, we were with the U.K., and they were all kind of in the same boat, so we just kind of, we were just kind of like, hey, let's join you. <laughs> but it was kind of hard to um, really get, like, our, our sort of, like, our point across, because having a smaller country, like I said, it can be hard to, you know, really, like, establish power. <laughs> so, um... But it was fun. And then I, I think after a while, because we were all really jet lagged, too, um, it was kind of hard to stay awake and uh, by like 8 p.m. because our body clocks were kind of on like still on European time. So it was probably like 2 a.m. for us. Um, and at 8 p.m., I just kind of collapsed. <laughs> it was so hard to like stay awake. Um, and I think on the first night there, uh, we had landed at like midday. And we were all, like, taken to our hotel rooms. And by, like, 4 or 6 p.m., me and my best friend, we were just, like, out. We, we were asleep. Like, we had our dinner. We were happy and showered. And we just went to sleep because it was so, like, oh, my God. Uh, I, I remember the feeling of exhaustion <laughs> from that plane because it was in a very comfortable plane. But anyway, I remember we went to sleep very early, and that means you wake up very early. And so at around 2, 3 a.m. Um, that next day, technically, um, we were up, and we were, like, alert. And we were like, okay, we've slept. <laughs> and everyone else was, like, still asleep, because I think they all went to, like, a basketball game. We were like, nah, no thanks. Um, so we were we were awake. And so we wrote our opening speech <laughs> at 2 a.m. Um, on the hotel floor we were like set up we had like all our pencils and like our laptops and we we were writing our speech at 2 a.m and it was so funny because we were like so like hyped and like enthusiastic and I had coffee well that makes sense (laughs) and oh my god just like it was such a weird experience of just like being up at 2 a.m writing this long ass opening speech um and we were so proud of it I even ended up like calling my brother who was I'm yeah he would he, yeah he was awake he was awake <laughs> and I was like hey can you like read our opening speech and he was like yeah <laughs> so it was really funny um and then we just had to wait for like a, a couple of hours until everyone else was awake so 
I think those were like the main highlights of that conference for me because it was my first big conference and it was lots of fun. But it, I do prefer smaller scale committees because, like, you just feel like you have more of a voice there and you're able to like get your ideas across and not be drowned out by other people. Well, of course, one thing that will always happen: someone's gonna try and drown you out. But it's easier to really assert、um, your point of view in like a smaller、um, group of people. So I mean, that's just my opinion because. In larger crowd, like crowds of people, like people tend to like kind of gang up on you. It can get kind of messy, but you know they like the chairs try and keep it civilized. So that was Ivy League M U N.、Um, and then the one after that. Oh, okay, this one's pretty iconic. I went to、um, another、uh, regional M U N conference. It was Nasse still, but it was taking place in Paris,、um, and. It was very interesting. I was placed in the Human Rights Committee, but my country, I was DPRK. I was representing North Korea in human rights. Wow! Who would have thought? <laughs> Look at us. Who would have thought? So yeah, I was representing a communist country in human rights. It was really funny because, you know what? I I honestly I remember I just made the best of it because. I at the beginning of or at the end or no at the beginning of each speech that I would make, I said、um, "All hail Kim Jong Un" and I would like yell it <laughs> because it was really funny. And the first time I said it, it took everyone off guard, and that was really fun. It was a really fun experience to do that before each of my speeches.、Um, and I think what we were talking about was like、um, propaganda and like the ability to.、Um, Like freedom of speech, it was a pretty basic like、um, topic, but it was good to get like your point across. And I remember I got an honorable mention <laughs> at that conference because I don't know. I guess they saw my um, my uh, confidence, and I don't know. I think I performed very well <laughs> at that、uh, at that conference. It was I think it was one of my favorites because、um, I participated a lot more. And one thing I noticed each time I participated like more and more and more. And I grew more and more motivated to like speak and, you know, just participate. Cause, like, when I think back at my very first one, I participated like once, and then I got like laughed at, <laughs> or twice. I don't remember.、But、anyway, it was a very like minimal amount of times. And I think at like the last like the last、uh, MUN conference that I went to, I spoke like so many times. I don't even remember. <laughs> Um, so the last, like the final one that I ended up going to, was Harvard Model UN China. That was, I think, one of my favorite conferences that I've ever been to. It was so such a surreal experience because we didn't know what to expect, and we were the only, like,、um, I guess, international group <laughs> coming <laughs> to、um, Beijing. And it was taking place at you know one of those really big fancy hotels,、um, and again I was in a double delegation with my best friend, same one from Philadelphia, and we were in the WHO, which was so fun because I love biology and I was so hyped <laughs> about talking about you know public health and all that all that jazz, and we were talking about like genetics and that was something I was covering in my IB one syllabus, so that was really cool.、Um, I don't remember the exact details of. 
the topics, but I remember being so passionate about it, uh, passionate about it, and we were representing Sweden, and um, it was kind of interesting because there were there was quite a bit of politics involved, which I hadn't fully experienced in other um, conferences. There was like there was like more politics than I was used to. Like it was pretty competitive and sometimes a bit annoying. But I think because my like my chair chairperson he was so amazing and he was so like accueillant like um welcoming <laughs> to everyone and it didn't help to have like a quite a bit of a background in MUN so because there were a lot of first timers but it was really really fun and I remember um this was oh I forgot to tell you guys um by this at this by this point I was a president of the model UN club um this was the last one that I got to participate in before I had to step down <laughs> because I was going into IB2, not be, not for other reasons, like, um, and I, like, kind of organized the whole thing kind of myself, like, I managed to, like, book the, uh, book the, the spots for each of our, each of the students, I had a bit of, like, um, a registration process for who wanted to go, because this is, like, this is one of the big ones, and I'm, I wanted to see how motivated people were to participate in HMUN, um, and if the, it wasn't just for, like, a trip and for the name, like, I wanted to take, like, the best of the best. And I had, like, interviews with people. It was kind of extra, but I was happy with the overall um, group that we had. It was pretty balanced, you know, in terms of males and females, so it wasn't too awkward. Um, and our two teacher advisors were awesome. And just, like, everyone, like, there was no drama or anything, so it was really, like, calm. Everyone, like... Um, you know, got along with each other, and and even uh, um, we had like we kind of speculated that the two teachers were like flirting or something, but it turned out to be nothing. They just seemed to be best friends. Um, oh, and then at the end, like um, the my my group of delegates as head delegate, I um all like almost everyone got some sort of like commendation or award, and I was so proud of them. Like, um, I think. Lot of, quite a few people got like honorable mentions, um, verbal commendations. Um, I don't remember what there was. I think a few people got like best delegate. I don't remember, but it, they got some, you know, some pretty high ranking awards, and I was really proud of them. So, yeah, I think that was my favorite conference because one, it was an amazing travel experience. Two, it was so intellectually stimulating, and three. I got to speak a lot, and I feel like that's the most I'd spoken in an MUN conference. So, yeah, I think overall, MUN was very um, sort of, it was an experience, it was an opportunity for personal growth because I got to learn more about myself and how I work with others and how I could, you know, lead others, how, how to be a leader. Um, in different types of situations and how to like deal with you know like difficult people like it's gonna happen you're gonna encounter some difficulties with people you're not gonna get along with everyone but you will find a way to cope with that and it's also great for um you know like public speaking that's a given and just diplomatic writing and research and you know ethics it's all about ethics and like not plagiarizing that's definitely like a huge no like I'm Ugh, could you even imagine? <laughs> um, but yeah, like um, that whole experience was very enlightening. And just I learned a lot 
just even being as like the head delegate and like president of the Model UN Club at my school, I learned um, a lot about like logistics too and just like how to manage logistics, how to like teach people, imparting my wisdom. I organized like uh, weekly sessions every, I think it was every Tuesday, every Tuesday at lunch or something. Um, I even uh, I even organized like um, an end of the year like like in school um, like mini like mock debate. It wasn't even like a mock debate. I think it was like a proper like conference, but with like two sessions and it was all in one day for people for like um, the younger uh, people in the club who weren't able to either weren't able to attend um, a full conference this year or they were too young to intend to attend because it was for high school students only. So we just organized something like pretty simple and followed like a, the like the basic of the basics <laughs> um, in terms of parliamentary procedure and like how we wanted the whole thing to go. So it was really fun for me to kind of like act as chair for once instead of being a delegate because um, I'd, I'd observed how chairs like um, sort of like um, maneuver the whole um, conference and I wanted to take a, I wanted to try it but I also wanted to give them an, um, an opportunity to have a go at just MUN hopefully join the club next year which they did and a lot of them did um, so that was essentially my whole experience with MUN and to be honest I wouldn't trade it for the world I I would I was so like I really thoroughly enjoyed every moment of it and I'm really grateful that I got the chance to, you know, participate and it was really great. Yeah. And that concludes this week's episode. Thank you so, so much for tuning in and listening to um, this podcast every Tuesday or every week. (laughs) Um, Really appreciate it and I'm so happy you guys are still listening. Um, just a reminder, you can find this podcast on Anchor.fm, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, on Radio Public, Breaker, and so many other platforms now. So you, so go ahead, just check it out and share the podcast with your friends. And thank you so much for listening. And I will talk to you guys next week. <laughs>